This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ted DeLorme in Fort Mill, South Carolina, during June 2006. The Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. Edited by D. Lang Purvis. This reading is based on the book The Canterbury Tales and Other Poems. The original text contains poems by Chaucer and a lot of notes and explanations by the editor. To view these, please click on the Gutenberg e-text link on the LibriVox catalog page of The Canterbury Tales. The Knight's Tale Willem, as old stories tellin' us, there was a duke that hight Theseus. Of Athens he was lord and governor, and in his time such a conqueror that greater was there none under the sun. Full many a rich country had he won. What with his wisdom and his chivalry, he conquered all the reign of Femini. That Willem was eclept Scythia, and wedded the queen hippolyta and brought her home with him to his country with much glory and great solemnity and eke her younger sister emily and thus with victory and with melody let i this worthy duke to athens ride and all his host in arms him beside and certes if it ne'er too long to hear i would have told you fully the manner how wanin was the reign of femini by theseus and by his chivalry and of the great battle for the nonce betwixt athenis and the amazons and how assieged was hippolyta uh, the fair hardy queen of scythia and of the feast that was at her wedding and of the tempest at her home-coming but all these things I must as now forbear. I have got what a large field to ear. And weak be the oxen in my plough, the remnant of my tale is long enow. I will not let eke none of this rout. Let every fellow tell his tale about. And let's see now who shall the supper win. There, as I left, I will again begin. This duke, of whom I make mention, when he was come almost unto the town, in all his weal and in his most pride, he was ware, and he cast his eye aside, where that there kneeled in the highway a company of ladies, tway and tway, each after other, clad in clothes black, but such a cry and such a woe they make that in this world this creature living that heard such another way menting and of this crying would they never stenten till they the rainness of his bridal henten what folk be ye that at mine home-coming perturbin so my feast with crying quoth theseus have ye so great envy of mine honour, and that thus complain and cry? Or who hath you misboten, or offended? Do tell me, if it may be amended. And why that ye be clad thus all in black? The oldest lady of them all then spake, when she had swooned with a deadly cheer that it was ruth for to see or hear she said lord to whom fortune hath given victory and as a conqueror to live in naught grieveth us your glory and your honour but we beseech in mercy and succour have mercy on our woe and our distress some drop of pity through thy gentleness upon us wretched women let now fall for certes lord there is none of us all that hath not been a duchess or a queen now we be caitiffs as it is well seen thank it be fortune and her false wheel that none estate insureth to be well 
and certes lord to biden your presence here in this temple of the goddess clemence we have been waiting all this for to-night now help us lord since it lies in thy might i wretched wight that weep and wail thus was willem wife to king capanias that staff at thebes cursed be that day and all we that be in this array and making all this lamentation we lost in all our husbands in that town while that the siege thereabouten lay and yet the old creon well away that lord is now of thebes the city fulfilled of ire and of iniquity he for despite and for his tyranny to do the dead body's villainy of all our lords which that had been his law hath all the bodies on an heap i draw and will not suffer them by none assent neither to be buried nor abrent but maketh hounds eat them in despite and with that word without more respite they fallen groff and cried and piteously have on us wretched women some mercy and let our sorrows sinken in thine heart this gentle duke down from his courser's start with heart piteous when he heard them speak him thought that his heart would all to break when he saw them so piteous and so mate that willem weren of so great estate and in his arms he them all uphent and them comforted in full good intent and swore his oath as he was true knight he would do so faithfully his might upon the tyrant creon them to wreak that all the people of greece should speak how creon was of theseus served as he had his death full well deserved and right anon without more abode his banner he displayed and forth he rode to thebes ward and all his host beside no ne'er athens would he go nor ride nor take his ease fully half a day but onward on his way that night he lay and sent anon hippolyta the queen and emily her youngest sister sheen unto the town of athens for to dwell and forth he writ there is no more to tell the red statue of mars with spear and targe so shineth in his white banner large that all the fieldes glitter up and down and by his banner borne is his pinon of gold full rich in which there was a beat the minotaur which that he slew in crete thus writ this duke thus writ this conqueror and in his host of chivalry the flower till that he came to thebes and alight fair in a field there as he thought to fight but shortly for to speaken of this thing with creon which that was of thebes king he fought and slew him manly as a knight in plain battle and put his folk to flight and by assault he won the city after and rent adown both wall and spar and rafter and to the ladies he restored again the bodies of their husbands that were slain to do obsequies as was then the guise but it were all too long for to devise that great clamour and the way minting which the ladies made at the brenning of the bodies and the great honour that theseus the noble conqueror did to the ladies when they from him went but shortly for to tell is mine intent when that this worthy duke this theseus had creon slain and won in thebes thus still in the field he took all night his rest 
and did with all the country as him lest to ransack in the tasks of bodies dead them for to strip of harness and to weed the pillars did their business and cure after the battle and discomfiture and so befell that in the task they found through girt with many a grievous bloody wound two young knights ligging by and by both in one arms wrought full richly of which two arsita hight that one and he that other hight palamon not fully quick nor fully dead they were but by their coat-armor and by their gear the heralds knew them well in special as those that were in of the blood royal of thebes and of sistrin too born out of the task the pillars have them torn and have them carried soft unto the tent of theseus and he full soon them sent to athens for to dwell in, in prison perpetually he an old no ransom and when this worthy duke had thus it done he took his host and home he writ anon with laurel crowned as a conqueror and there he lived in joy and in honour term of his life what needeth words more and in a tower in anguish and in woe dwell in this palamon and eke arsita for evermore there may no gold them quite thus passed year by year and day by day till it fell a once morn of may that emily that fairer was to seen than is the lily upon his stalk green and fresher than the may with flowers new for with the rose colour strove her hue i note which was the finer of them two ere it was day as she was wont to do she was arisen and already dight for may will have no sluggardy a night the season pricketh every gentle heart and maketh him out of his sleep to start and saith arise and do thine observance this maketh emily have remembrance to do honour to may and for to rise clothed was she fresh for to devise her yellow hair was braided in a tress behind her back a yard along i guess and in the garden at the sun up wrist she walketh up and down where as her list she gathereth flowers party white and red to make a sotel garland for her head and as an angel heavenly she sung the great tower that was so thick and strong which of the castle was the chief dungeon whereas these knights were in prison of which i told you and tell shall was even joinant to the garden wall there as this emily had her playing bright was the sun and clear that morning and palamon this woeful prisoner as was his wont by leave of his jailer was risen and roamed in a chamber on high in which he all the noble city sigh and eke the garden full of branches green there as this fresh emilia the sheen was in her walk and roamed up and down this sorrowful prisoner this palamon went in his chamber roaming to and fro and to himself complaining of his woe that he was born full oft he said alas and so befell by adventure or cast that through a window thick of many a bar of iron grate and square as any spar he cast his eyes upon emilia and therewithal he blent and cried ah as though he stungen were unto the heart and with that cry arsita anon upstart and said 
cousin mine what aileth thee that art so pale and deadly for to see why criedst thou who hath thee done offence for god's love take all in patience our prison for it may none other be fortune hath given us this adversity some wick aspect of disposition of saturn by some constellation hath given us this although we had it sworn so stood the heaven when that we were born we must endure this is the short and plain this palamon answered and said again cousin forsooth of this opinion thou hast a vain imagination this prison caused me not for to cry but i was hurt right now through mine eye into mine heart that will my bane be the fairness of the lady that i see yond in the garden roaming to and fro is cause of all my crying and my woe i know to her she be woman or goddess but venus is it suitly as i guess and therewithal on knees adown he fell and said venus if it be your will you in this garden thus to transfigure before me sorrowful wretched creature out of this prison help that we may scape and if so be our destiny be shape by eternal word to dine in prison of our lineage have some compassion that is so low brought by tyranny and with that word our seat gonna spy whereas this lady roamed to and fro and with that sight her beauty hurt him so that if that palamon was wounded sore our seat was hurt as much as he or more and with a sigh he said piteously the fresh beauty slayeth me suddenly of her that roameth yonder in the place and but i have her mercy and her grace that i may see her at the least away i am but dead there is no more to say this palamon when he these words heard dispiteously he looked and answered whether sayest thou this in earnest or in play nay quoth arcite in earnest by my fay god help me so me lustful ill to play this palamon gan knit his brows tway it were quoth he to thee no great honour for to be false nor for to be traitor to me that am thy cousin and thy brother is sworn full deep and each of us to other that never for to dien in the pain till that the death departen shall us twain neither of us in love to hinder other nor in none other case my liver brother but that thou shouldest truly father me in every case as i should father thee this was the thine oath and mine also certain i wot it well thou darest it not with saying thus art thou of my counsel out of doubt and now thou wouldest falsely be about to love my lady whom i love and serve and ever shall until my heart sterve now certes false asita thou shalt not so i loved her first and told thee my woe as to my counsel and my brother sworn to father me as i have told before but which thou art bounden as a knight to help me if it lie in thy might or else art thou false i dare well sayne this our seat of fool proudly spake again thou shalt quoth he be rather false than i and thou art false i tell thee utterly for paramour i loved her first ere thou what wilt thou say thou wist it not right now whether she be a woman or a goddess thine is affection of holiness 
and mine is love as to a creature for which i told thee mine aventure as to my cousin and my brother sworn i pose that thou lovest her before wast thou not well the old clerk is saw that who shall give a lover any law love is a greater law by my pen than may be given to any earthly man therefore positive law and such decree is broke away for love in each degree a man must needs love maugre his head he may not flee it though he should be dead all be she maid or widow or else wife and eke it is not likely all thy life to stand in in her grace no more than i for well thou wouldst thyself verily that thou and i be damned to prison perpetual us gaineth no ransom we strive as did the hounds for the bone they fought all day and yet their part was none there came a kite while that they were so wroth and bare away the bone betwixt them both and therefore at the king's court my brother each man for himself there is no other love if thee list for i love and i shall and suitly lever brother this is all here in this prison musten we endure and each of us take his aventure great was the strife and long between these twae if that i had leisure for to say but to the effect it happened on a day to tell it you as shortly as i may a worthy duke that hight perithous that fellow was to the duke theseus since thilke day that they were children light was come to athens his fellow to visit and for to play as he was wont to do for in this world he loved no man so and he loved him as tenderly again so well they loved as old book sayn that when that one was dead soothly to sayn his fellow went and sought him down in hell but of that story list me not to write duke perithous loved well our sight and had him known at thebes year by year and finally at request and prayer of perithous without ransom duke theseus let him out of prison freely to go wear him list all over in such a guise as i tell and shall this was the forward plain to indict betwixt theseus and him arcite that if so were that arcite were found ever in his life by day or night once down in any country of this theseus and he were caught it was accorded thus that with a sword he should lose his head but took his leave and homeward he him sped let him beware his neck lieth to wed how great a sorrow suffereth now our sight the death he feeleth through his heart a smite he weepeth and waileth crieth piteously to slay himself he waiteth privily he said alas the day that i was born now is my prison worse than beforn now is me shape eternally to dwell not in purgatory but right in hell alas that ever i knew perithous for ellis and i dwelt with theseus effettered in his prison evermore then had i been in bliss and not in woe only the sight of her whom that i serve though that i never may her grace deserve would have sufficed right enough for me o dear cousin palamon quoth he thine is the victory of this aventure full blissfully in prison to endure 
in prison, nay, certes, in paradise, well hath fortune turned thee the dice, that hast the sight of her, and I the absence. For possible is, since thou hast her presence, and art a knight, a worthy and an able, that by some cast, since fortune is changeable, thou mayst to thy desire some time attain. But I, that am exiled and barren of all grace, and in so great despair, that there in his earth water, fire, nor air, nor creature, that of them make it is, that may help nor comfort in this. Well ought I sterve in one hope and distress. Farewell, my life, my lust, and my gladness. Alas, why plainen men so in commune Of purveyance of God or of fortune, That giveth them full oft in many a guise, well better than they can themselves devise. Some man desireth for to have riches, that causes of his murder or great sickness. And some man would out of his prison fain that in his house is of his manis slain. Infinite harms be in this matter, we wot never what thing we pray for here. We fare as he that drunk is as a mouse. A drunken man wot well he hath an house. But he wot not which is the right way thither. And to a drunken man the way is slither. And certes in this world so fare we. We seek fast after felicity, but we go wrong full often truly. Thus we may say in all, and namely I, that weened and had a great opinion, that if I might escape from prison, then had I been in joy and perfect hell. For where now I am exiled from my well, Since that I may not see you, Emily, I am but dead, there is no remedy. Upon that other side, Palamon, When that he wist our sight was gone, Much sorrow maketh, That the great tower resoundeth of his yelling and clamour, the pure fetters on his shin is great, whereof his bitter salt tears wet. Alas, quoth he, our sight, cousin mine, of all our strife, God, what the fruit is thine. Thou walkest now in Thebes at thy large, and of my woe thou givest little charge. Thou mayest, since thou hast wisdom and manhead, Assemble all the folk of our kindred, And make a war so sharp on this country, That by some aventure or some treaty Thou mayst have her to lady and to wife, For whom that I must needs lose my life. For as by way of possibility since thou art at thy lodge of prison free, And art a lord, great is thine advantage, More than is mine that sterve here in a cage. For I must weep and wail while that I live, With all the woe that prison may me give, And eke with pain that love me gives also, That doubles all my torment, and my woe. Therewith the fire of jealousy upstart within his breast, and hint him by the heart so woodly that he like was to behold the box tree, or the ashes dead and cold. Then said 
o cruel goddess that govern this world with binding of your word etern and written in the table of adamant your parliament and your eternal grant what is mankind more unto you hold than is the sheep that rooketh in the fold for slain is man right as another beast and dwelleth eke in prison and arrest and hath sickness and great adversity and oftentimes guiltless pardy what governess is in your prescience that guiltless tormenteth innocence and yet increaseth this all my penance that man is bounden to his observance for god's sake to letten of his will whereas a beast may all his lust fulfill and when a beast is dead he hath no pain but man after his death must weep and plain though in this world he have care and woe without a doubt it may stand in so the answer of this leave i to divines but well i wot that in this world great pine is alas i see a serpent or a thief that many a true man hath done mischief go at his lodge and where him list may turn but i must be in prison through saturn and eke through juno jealous and eke wood that hath well nigh destroyed all the blood of thebes with his waist wallace wide and venus slayeth me on that other side for jealousy and fear of him are sight now will i stent of palamon alight and let him in his prison still a dwell and of our seat forth i will you tell the summer passeth and the night is long increase double wise the pain is strong both of the lover and the prisoner i note which hath the woefuller mister for shortly for to say this palamon perpetually is damned to prison in chains and in fetters to be dead and our sight is exiled on his head for evermore as out of that country nor nevermore he shall his lady see you lovers ask i now this question who lieth the worse our sight or palamon the one may see his lady day by day but in prison he dwell must alway the other where him list may ride or go but see his lady shall he never mow now deem all as you list ye that can for i will tell you forth as i began when that our sight to thebes common was full oft a day he swelt and said alas for see this lady he shall know never mow and shortly to concluden all his woe so much sorrow had never creature that is or shall be while the world may dure his sleep his meat his drink is him by raft that lean he wex and dry as any shaft his iron hollow grisly to behold his hue sallow and pale as ashes cold and solitary he was ever alone and wailing all the night making his moan and if he heard a song or instrument then would he weepen he might not be stent so feeble were his spirits and so low and changed so that no man could know his speech neither his voice though men it heard and in his gear for all the world he fard not only like the lover's malady of eros but rather like many engendered of humours melancholic before his head in his cell fantastic and shortly turned was all upside down both habit and eke disposition of him 
this woeful lover dan our sight why should i all day of his woe indite when he endured had a year or two this cruel torment and this pain and woe at thebes in his country as i said upon a night in sleep as he him laid him thought how that the winged god mercury before him stood and bade him to be merry his sleepy yard in hand he bare upright a hat he wore upon his hair as bright arrayed was this god as he took keep and he was when that august took his sleep and said him thus to athens shalt thou wind there is thee shapen of thy woe an end and with that word our sight woke and start now truly how sore that air me smart quoth he to athens right now will i fare nor for no dread of death shall i not spare to see my lady that i love and serve in her presence i reck not to serve and with that word he caught a great mirror and saw that changed was all his colour and saw his visage all in other kind and right anon it ran him ill his mind that since his face was so disfigured of malady the which he had endured he might well if that he bear him low live in athenis evermore unknow and see his lady well nigh day by day and right anon he changed his array and clad him as a poor labourer and all alone save only a squire that knew his privity and all his cast which was disguised poorly as he was to athens is he gone the next away and to the court he went upon a day and at that gate he proffered his service to drudge and draw what so men would devise and shortly of this matter for to sayn he fell in office with a chamberlain the which that dwelling was with emily for he was wise and could as soon espy of every servant which that served her well could he hew wood and water bear for he was young and mighty for the nones and thereto he was strong and big of bones to do that any wight can him devise a year or two he was in this service page of the chamber of emily the bright and philostrate he said that he hight but half so well beloved a man as he ne'er was there never in court of his degree he was so gentle of condition that throughout all the court was his renown they said that it were a charity that theseus would enhance his degree and put him in some worshipful service there as he might his virtue exercise and thus within a while his name sprung both of his deeds and of his good tongue that theseus hath taken him so near that of his chamber he hath made him squire and gave him gold to maintain his degree and eke men brought him out of his country from year to year full privily his rent but honestly and slyly he it spent that no man wondered how that he it had and three year in this wise his life be led and bare him so in peace and eke in war that there was no man that theseus had so dear and in this bliss leave i now our sight and speak i will of palamon alight in darkness horrible and strong prison this seven year hath sitten palamon forepined what for love and for distress who feeleth double sorrow and heaviness but palamon that love distraineth so that would out of his wits he went for woe and eke thereto he is a prisoner perpetual not only for a year who could rhyme in english properly his martyrdom 
forsooth it is not I. Therefore I pass as lightly as I may. It fell that in the seventh year, in May, the third night, as old book is saying, that all this story tellin' more plain, were it by a venture or destiny, as when a thing is shapen, it shall be, that soon after the midnight Palamon, by helping of a friend, break his prison, and fled the city fast as he might go, for he had given drink his jailer so of a clary made of a certain wine, with narcotis and opiae of Thebes fine, that all the night, though that men would him shake, the jailer slept, he might not wake. And thus he fled as fast as ever he may. The night was short, and fast by the day, that needest cast he must himself to hide, and to a grove fast there beside, with dreadful foot then stalked Palamon. For shortly this was his opinion, that in the grove he would him hide all day, and in the night then would he take his way to Thebesward, his friend is for to pray, on Theseus to help him to waray, and shortly either he would lose his life, or win an Emily unto his wife. This is the effect, and his intention plain. Now I will turn to our sight again. That little wist how nigh was his care, till that fortune had brought him in the snare. The busy lark, the messenger of day, saluteth in her song the morning grey. And fiery Phoebus riseth up so bright, that all the Orient laugheth at the sight, and with his streamus drieth in the greaves the silver drops hanging on the leaves, and our sight that is in the court royal, with Theseus, his squire principal is risen, and looketh on the merry day, and for to do his observance to May, remembering the point of his desire, he on his coursers starting as the fire is ridden to the fields him to play out of the court, were it a mile or tway, and to the grove of which I have you told, by a venture his way began to hold, to make him a garland of the greaves, were it of woodbine or of hawthorn leaves, and loud he sang against the sun so sheen, O May, with all thy flowers and thy green, right welcome be thou, fair, fresh May, I hope that I some green here getten may. And from his courser with a lusty heart, into the grove full hastily he start, and in a path he roamed up and down, there as by a venture this Palamon was in a bush that no man might him see, for sore afeard of his death was he. Nothing ne he knew that it was our sight, God what he would have trod it full light. But sooth is said, gone since full many years, the field hath iron, and the wood hath ears. It is a full fare a man to bear him even, For all day meeten men at unset Stephen. Full little wot our sight of his fellow, That was so nigh to hearken of his saw. For in the bush he sitteth now full still, When that our sight had roamed all his fill, And sung in all the roundel lustily, As do those lovers in their quaint gears, now in the crop, and now down in the brares, now up, now down, as bucket in a well, right as the Friday suitly for to tell, now shineth it, and now it raineth fast. Right so can Geary Venus overcast, the heartest of her folks, right as her day, is gearful, right so changeth she array. Seldom is Friday all the week like. When our sight had a sung, he gan to psyche, And sat him down withouten any more. Alas, quoth he, the day that I was bore. 
how long juno through thy cruelty wilt thou warrain thebes the city alas it brought is to confusion the blood royal of cadm and amphion of cadmus which that was the first man that thebes built or the first town began and of the city first was crowned king of his lineage am i and his offspring by very line as of the stock royal and now i am so caitiff and so thrall that he that is my mortal enemy i serve him as his squire poorly and yet doth juno me well more shame for i dare not be no mine own name but there as i was wont to height our sight now height i philostrate not worth a mite alas thou fell mars and alas juno thus hath your ire our lineage all fordue save only me and wretched palamon that theseus martyreth in prison and over all this to slay me utterly love hath his fiery dart so burningly is sticked through my true careful heart that shapen was my death erst than my shot ye slay me with your eyes emily ye be the cause wherefore that i die of all the remnant of mine other care ne'er set i not the mountains of a tear so that i could do aught to your pleasance and with that word he fell down in a trance a long time and afterward upstart this palamon that thought through his heart he felt a cold sword suddenly to glide for ire he quoke no longer would he hide and when that he had heard our sight's tale as he were wood with face dead and pale he start him up out of the bushes thick and said false our sight false traitor wick now art thou hint that lovest my lady so for whom that i have all this pain and woe and art my blood and to my counsel sworn as i full oft have told thee here before and hast bejaped here duke theseus and falsely changed hast thy name thus i will be dead or else thou shalt die thou shalt not love my lady emily for i will love her only and no more for i am palamon thy mortal foe and though i have no weapon in this place but out of prison am a start by grace i dread not that either thou shalt die or else thou shalt not loven emily choose which thou wilt for thou shalt not a start this our sight then with full dispiteous heart when he him knew and had his tale heard as fierce as lion pulled out a sword and said thus by god that sitteth above ne'er it that thou art sick and wood for love and eke that thou no weapon hast in this place thou shouldst never out of this grove pace that thou ne'er shouldst dine of mine hand for i defy the surety and the band which that thou sayest i have made to thee what very fool think well that love is free and i will love her more than all thy might but for thou art a worthy gentle knight and willest to darain her by battle have here my troth to-morrow i will not fail without weeting of any other wight that here i will be founden as a knight and bring harness right enough for thee and choose the best and leave the worst for me and meat and drink this night will i bring enough for thee and clothes for thy bedding and if so be that thou my lady win and slay me in this wood that i am in 
thou mayst well have thy lady as for me this palamon answered i grant it thee and thus they be departed till the morrow when each of them hath laid his faith to borrow o cupid out of all a charity o regna that wilt no fellow have with thee full sooth is said that love nor lordship will not his thanks have any fellowship well finden that arcite and palamon arcite is ridden on unto the town and on the morrow ere it were daylight full privily two harness hath he dight both sufficient and meet to darain and battle in the field betwixt them twain and on his horse alone as he was born he carrieth all this harness him beforn and in the grove at time and place is set this arcite and this palamon be met then change gan the color of their face right as the hunter in the regn of thrace that standeth at a gap with a spear when hunted is the lion or the bear and heareth him come rushing in the greaves and breaketh both the boughs and the leaves thinketh here comes my mortal enemy without fail he must be dead or i for either i must slay him at the gap or he must slay me if that me mishap so fared they in changing of their hue as far as either of them other knew there was no good day and no saluting but straight without words rehearsing ever each of them hope to arm the other as friendly as he were his own brother and after that with sharp spears strong they foined each at other wonder long thou mightest ween that this palamon in fighting were as a wood lion and as a cruel tiger was our sight as wild boars gan they together smite that froth as white as foam for ire would up to the ankle fought they in their blood and in this wise i let them fighting dwell and forth i will of theseus you tell the destiny minister general that executeth in the world o'er all the purveyance that god hath seen beforn so strong it is that though the world had sworn the contrary of a thing by yea or nay yet some time it shall fallen on a day that falleth not eft in a thousand year for certainly our appetites here be it of war or peace or hate or love all is this ruled by the sight above this mean i now by mighty theseus that for to hunten is so desirous and namely the great heart in may that in his bed there dawneth him no day that he is not glad and ready for to ride with hunt and horn and hounds by his side for in his hunting hath he such delight that it is all his joy and appetite to be himself the great heart's bane for after mars he serveth now diane clear was the day as i have told ere this and theseus with all a joy and bliss and with his hippolyta the fair queen and emily clothed all in green on hunting be they ridden royally and to the grove that stood there fast by in which there was a heart as men him told duke theseus the straight way doth hold and to the land he rideth him full right there was the heart i wont to have his flight and over a brook and so forth on his way this duke will have a course at him or tway with houndes such as him lust to command and when this duke was come to the land under the sun he looked and anon he was ware of arcite and palamon that fought brame 
as it were bullis too the bright swords went to and fro so hideously that with the least stroke it seemed that it would fell an oak but what they were nothing yet he wot this duke his courser with his spurs smote and at a start he was betwixt them two and pulled out a sword and cried ho no more on pain of losing your head by mighty mars he shall anon be dead that smiteth any stroke that i may see but tell to me what mystery men ye be that be so hardy for to fight here without judge or other officer as though it were in lists royally this palamon answered hastily and said sir what needeth word mo we have the death deserved both the two two woeful wretches be we and caitiffs that be accumbered of our own lives and as thou art a rightful lord and judge so give us neither mercy nor refuge and slay me first for saint to charity but slay my fellow eke as well as me or slay him first for though thou know it light this is thy mortal foe this is our sight that from thy land is banished on his head for which he hath deserved to be dead for this is he that came unto thy gate and said that he hight philostrate thus hath he japed thee full many year and thou hast made of him thy chief esquire and this is he that loveth emily for since the day is come that i shall die i make plainly my confession that i am thilke woeful palamon that hath thy prison broken wickedly i am thy mortal foe and it am i that so hot loveth emily the bright that i would die here present in her sight therefore i ask death and my choice and slay my fellow eke in the same wise for both we have deserved to be slain this worthy duke answered anon again and said this is a short conclusion to your own mouth by your own confession hath damned you and i will it record it needeth not to pain you with the cord ye shall be dead by mighty mars the red the queen anon for very womanhead began to weep and so did emily and all the ladies in the company great pity was it as it thought them all that ever such a chance should befall for gentlemen they were of great estate and nothing but for love was this debate they saw their bloody wounds wide and sore and cried all at once both less and more have mercy lord upon us women all and on their bare knees adown they fall and would have kissed his feet there as he stood till at the last a slaked was his mood for pity runneth soon in the gentle heart and though at first for ire he quoke and start he hath considered shortly in a clause the trespass of them both and eke the cause and although that his ire their guilt accused yet in his reason he hath them both excused as thus he thought well that every man will help himself in love if that he can and eke deliver himself out of prison of women for they wept in ever in one and eke his heart had compassion and in his gentle heart he thought anon and soft unto himself he said fie upon a lord that will have no mercy but be a lion both in word and deed to them that be in repentance and dread as well as to a proud dispiteous man that will maintain what he first began 
that lord hath little of discretion that in such case can no division but weigheth pride and humbleness after one and shortly when his ire is thus agone he gan to look on them with iron light and spake these famous words all on height the god of love ah benedicite how mighty and how great a lord is he against his might there gain none obstacles he may be called a god for his miracles for he can maken at his own guise of every heart as that him list devise lo here this arcite and this palamon that quietly were out of my prison and might have lived in thebes royally and wheat i am their mortal enemy and that their death lieth in my might also and yet hath love more their eyne too it brought them hither both for to die now look ye is this not an high folly who may not be a fool if but he love behold for goddess sake that sits above see how they bleed be they not well arrayed thus hath their lord the god of love them paid their wages and their fees for their service and yet they ween for to be full wise that serve love for aught that may befall but this is yet the best game of all that she for whom they have this jealousy can them therefore as much ill thank as me she wot no more of all this hot fare by god than what a cuckoo or an hare but all must be assayed hot or cold a man must be a fool or young or old i wot it by myself full yore agone for in my time a servant was i one and therefore since i know of love's pain and what how sore it can a man distrain and he that oft hath been caught in his last i you forgive wholly this trespass at request of the queen that kneeleth here and eke of emily my sister dear and ye shall both anon unto me swear that never more ye shall my country dare nor make war upon me night or day but be my friends in all that ye may i you forgive this trespass every deal and they him swear his asking fair and well and him of lordship and of mercy prayed and he them granted grace and thus he said to speak of royal lineage and richness though that she were a queen or a princess each of you both is worthy doubtless to wed when time is but natheless i speak as for my sister emily for whom ye have this strife and jealousy ye wot yourselves she may not wed the two at once although ye fight for evermore but one of you all be him loth or lief he must go pipe into an ivy leaf this is to say she may not have you both all be ye never so jealous nor so wroth and therefore i you put in this degree that each of you shall have his destiny as him is shape and hearken in what wise lo here your end of that i shall devise my will is this for plain conclusion withouten any replication if that you liketh take it for the best that ever reach of you shall go where him lest freely without ransom or danger and this day fifty weeks far nan near ever reach of you shall bring a hundred knights armed for lists up at all rights all ready to darrain her by battle and this behate i you without fail upon my troth and as i am a knight 
that whether of you both that hath might, that is to say, that whether he or thou may with his hundred, as I spake of now, slay his contrary, or out of lists drive, him shall I give Emily to wife, to whom that fortune gives so fair a grace, the lists shall I make here in this place, and God so wisely on my soul rule, as I shall even judge be and true. Yet shall none other end with me maken, than one of you shall be dead or taken. And if you think it this as well as said, say your advice, and hold yourselves apaid. This is your end and your conclusion. Who looketh lightly now but Palamon? Who springeth up for joy but our sight? Who could it tell, or who could it indite, the joy that is naked in the place, when Theseus hath done so fair a grace? But down on knees went every manner white, and thanked him with all their heart's might, and namely these Thebans oft scythe. And thus with good hope and with heart blithe they take their leave, and homeward gan they ride, to Thebesward, with his old wall as wide. This ends the Knight's Tale, Part 1. The story concludes on the next file.